This is The Awakening Podcast by Michael Kabisky. And welcome to The Awakening Podcast from Michael Kabisky. I'm Michael Kabisky. I am, yeah, your, I guess you could say host if you want to say that, but whatever. <laughs> I am Michael Kabisky, the creator of awakening podcast actually i should say i'm not the creator i'm the person that um, yeah basically who made the podcast because god he is a creator he gave this um, for me to do and i'm gonna fulfill his dreams and his missions for me in my life but he's a creator i'm not so Today, we're going to talk about soft Christianity. What do you you're, you're probably asking, what are you talking about soft Christianity about? What does that mean? Well, I will explain in this podcast. Don't be a softie. <laughs> That's what I think. But uh, All right, let's get to it. Like every podcast, I'm going to open with a prayer. Uh, because that's important and very important, a very important thing to do. Lord, I thank you for this day, Father God. I thank you for a fresh new day, God, a fresh new year, God, that you have created, Father God. Even though that things may not be going our way, Father God, we know that you are still On the throne, Father God, you still love us no matter what, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And God, I pray for this podcast that you have given me. God, these are not my words nearly, but the words that you have given me, Father God, that you have anointed me with, Father God. And I just say thank you, Father God. Let this podcast be... Not just a podcast, Father, of just word, nearly just words, Father God, that go from one ear out the other, Lord, but God, that it pierces the heart, Father God, that it pierces the heart, God, and does something in the people who are listening to it, Father God. I know it has done for me, Father God, that you have given me these these words to speak, Father God, and it's pierced my heart, Father God. For new change of something new, Father God. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I bless you and I thank you, Father. Your name. Amen. All right, all right, here goes. So maybe you're thinking, soft Christian, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, soft Christianity? Well, you know what? Are you. Are you answer me this? Are you building your house on the sand or are you building your house on the rock? When I was a kid, I was here that it was from my Sunday school teachers. I rather, you know, I didn't really know what they meant at that time. But today I totally understand. I totally understand what they mean. Anyway, so Matthew 7:24 through 27 in the TPT a lot of people don't like this version, but I like it. It's awesome. Um, it says, 
Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his or her life can be compared to a wise man or a wise woman who built his or her house on an unshakable foundation. When the rains fell and the floods came with fierce winds beating upon his house, his or her house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his or her house on the sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came, you know, the floods will come in our lives. Um, what are we building our house? You know, what are we building our foundation upon? But it says, when it rained and rained, the flood came and the wind of the waves beating upon his or her house, it collapsed and was swept away. What are you building your foundation on? Are you a soft Christian in your faith? Do you attend church because it is the right Christian thing to do? And maybe you're stuck in a routine and going through the emotions and through the week uh, you live like you don't even know God and you do whatever you feel like doing and you allow the world to influence you in the ways of politics, music, through MSM, mainstream medium, medium, mainstream media, maybe because you're being influenced by people that you hang out with, that you spend the most of your time with. Maybe you're being influenced by your college professors and the stuff that they teach. Most of them, um, not all of them, but most of them teach crap. And maybe you're being influenced by the crap. <laughs> and you, know, you go to church and you say that you're a Christian, but um, you know, doesn't make you a Christian. Going to a, going to a church doesn't make you a Christian at all. It's just like a par- car being parked in a garage. That doesn't make it a part of the garage. It makes it in the garage, you know. You know when you're when you're a soft Christian, you're a lamb. You're a susceptible, susces. Yeah, I can't. Eat, I can't. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. Susceptible to the world, and you'll fall for anything. And you'll do whatever you're asked for, and you'll follow the crowd. You become you become worldly, and God doesn't want us to be in the want us to be of the world. He wants us to be in the world. When you become of the world, you become a lukewarm Christian. And I'm not saying that you can't go around and can't be friends with people who are not Christians. You know why? Because Jesus did. When you know when he went into places. Um, it was crazy. He went into places that you wouldn't even imagined. He didn't just he didn't participate in their sin. He didn't he he did not condone their actions. He condemned them. So Revelations three, chapter three, verses fifteen through sixteen says I know your works. You're neither nor cold nor hot. 
would that you rather were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot or nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You know, today, Christians are so focused and they're stuck on John 3.16, but they really need to check their heart and be focused on Revelations 3.16. The problem with the church is that there are so many pastors that have raised sheep rather than have raised lions. It's time for the pastors to raise lions and church. It's time, pastors, to raise lions. And uh, the church for so many years has gotten soft and watered down. And they've sugar-coated the gospel. You know, we, we thought that Jesus in John 21 was talking about feeding the, ch- feeding the church. Jesus wasn't talking about feeding the church. He was literally talking about feeding the lost. He said, um, he wasn't talking about Simon, wasn't telling Simon Peter to, uh, to pastor church and and to spiritually feed the congregation. He was physically talking about feeding the lost. The lost are his sheep, not the church. We are supposed to be the lions. The lost are his sheep, not the church. We are supposed to be the lions. Um, in John chapter 1, sorry, chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. In the ESV, it says, and I know I'm reading a lot of scripture, but I need to. That's a part of this. It's <laughs> it, what makes this, makes this up, and it's truth. The scripture is truth. But anyways, John chapter 21, verses 15 through 19 in the ESV, it says, and this is talking about um, Simon Peter. Jesus is talking to, to him. It says, this is where all the, um, um, I believe it's all the disciples were eating breakfast. It says, when when they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him to a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This is said to show 
by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. So, are you a churchgoer or are you a Christian? Are you a sheep? You know, sheep are soft, like many in their faith. Or are you a lion? Lions, a lion's first is coarse. Are you strong in your faith? Are you like Paul and Silas who worshipped in prison and stood up in their faith? For their faith? In Acts, and I'm going to read you that kind of that story. In Acts uh, chapter 16, verses 16 through 40, in the ESV it says, I know this is long, but I'm reading you the story. <laughs> um, it says, Are we going to the place of prayer where we are met by a slave girl who had a spirit of div- divination and brought her to owners much gained by fortune telling? She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are men are servants of the most high God who proclaim you proclaim to you the way of salvation. And this she kept doing for many days. Paul having become greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I commend you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of you, to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, and they drugged them into the marketplace before the rulers. And when he had brought them to the my mag mag, sorry, I'm chopping this. Magistrates, they said, "These men are Jews, and they are disturbing our cities. They advocate customs that are no not lawful for us as Romans to accept our." Or practice. The crowd joined them in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave them orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, earthquake so the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul, but Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, 
for we are all here. And the jailer, jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, to the, and said Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, and you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in this house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. And he baptized at once. And he was baptized at once. And he said, all to, he said, and he and his family as well too. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And they rejoiced along with his entire household and that he believed in that he believed in God. But it was day, but when it was day, the majesty, like I said, I can't pronounce that, magistrates sent the police saying, let those men go. And the jailer reported those words to Paul saying, the magistrates have sent to let you go. Therefore, come out and go into, go into peace. But Paul said to them, they had beaten us as publicly uncommended men who were Roman citizens, and they thrown us into prison. And they now throw us out secretly? No. Let them come out themselves and take us out. The police reported these words of the magistrates, and they were afraid when they heard that they were Roman citizens. So they came and apologized to them, and they took them out and asked them to leave the city. So when they went out of prison, they visited Lydia, and they had seen the brothers. They encouraged them and departed. I I kind of, I guess you could say I overread that a little bit. <laughs> I didn't need to read everything of that, but you get what I'm saying, that they, they were in jail. You know, are you going to be like Paul, Paul and Silas? Don't care about going to jail for your faith? Or are you going to be at a Judas Iscariot or a Peter um, who followed Jesus, but they've gotten soft in their faith and they turn their backs on Jesus and they betrayed him? Um, so I'm going to read to you uh, about um, Judas and Peter betraying Jesus. It says in Luke 22 verses 47 through 62 in the ESV, it says, While he was speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was lending them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Jesus, Judas. <laughs> but, Jesus <laughs> but Jesus said to him, Jesus. No. <laughs> No, but Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And those 
who were around him saw what would follow. They said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and he healed him. Then Jesus said to the priest and the officers of the temple and the elders who had come out who had come out against him <laughs> have you come out as against a robber of swords and clubs when i was with you the day after in the temple you didn't lay hands on me but this is your hour and the power of darkness. They seized him and led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was following at a distance when they had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. Peter sat down among them. The servant, then a servant girl, seeing him, And he sat in the light and looking at him closely, he said, This man also was with him, but he denied it. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I don't know. I don't know him. And a little later, someone else said, You're also one of them. But Peter said, Ma'am, man, I'm not. And after invertently of about an hour still another insisted saying certainly this man was with him for he is too a Galilean but Peter said man I don't know what you're talking about and immediately while he was speaking the rooster crowed and the Lord turned and looked at Peter and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. You know, if you're just a churchgoer and you don't really have a relation, that relationship with God, and you just had have head knowledge about God, you've built your faith on the sand. If you don't have that heart knowledge, you have built your faith on the sand. Your faith is not, you know, your faith is not really strong. And, you know, whenever the waves comes towards you, um, whenever the bad bad situations come, um, and whatever bad situations come your way, your way, and even um, silence you of your faith um, you know it's going to make you fall it's going to make your faith fall and crash and crumble you know it's time to have a personal relationship with God and know that your your identity that you are a son you are a daughter of God and build your faith on the solid foundation of God so that you can stand against the waves, so that you can stand 
against any wave that blows against you. Any spiritual attack that Satan might throw against you, you can stand against it. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That That states that Satan is like a roaring lion. He's a lion in disguise. We are the true lions. Watch out for the mannequin lions, friends. So my question to you today is, are you a soft Christian? Have you built your your life, your your faith on the sand? Are you strong in your in your Christianity and your walk with God? Well, you know what, friends. Mm. If you said yes, I am a soft Christian. I have all this head knowledge. I I I know about God. I know the things of God. I live like crap during the week. Um but I've never really had an experience with God. I've never had I've never had the heart knowledge. I build my faith so simple. I built my faith like sand, like popsicle sticks. I built I built my faith like popsicle sticks. I really need to build my faith with bricks, with cement. I need to build my foundation. And I want that that relationship with God. I want to be strong in my faith. I don't want to have my faith collapse and crush. I want to have not just not just uh, head knowledge about God. I want to have that heart knowledge. Hmm. If that's you. And you, uh, you, you, you've said that you you want to have that heart knowledge. You want to be strong in your faith. So whatever comes your way, whatever crashes your way, that the waves may crash against your walls. With everything all around you, that you can be that you'll be strong in your faith. You can be. I'm strong in your faith. If that's you. I just want you to do me a huge favor. I want you to email me personally at Michael Kabisky. That's M I C H A E L K U B I S K Y at gmail.com. I'll be glad to be in touch with you. Um, if that's you, just email me. But I want you to say a prayer with me really quick. 
really fast. Lord, God, I just, I'm tired of playing games, Father God. I'm tired of just knowing about you and the things about you. But God, I, I want to live for you, Father God. I want to have that relationship with you, Father God. And I know that you are here, Lord. You have me in the palms of your hands, Father God. And God, that I know, I know, Lord God, that I am your son. I am your daughter. And I put my hope and I put my trust in you, Lord. I want to have that daily relationship with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Today I put my hope and I put my trust in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me, Father. You are my Father, God. You are my Father. And I am your child. I am a son of God. Love you, Lord. In your name, amen. So, friends, if you said that prayer with me, I want you to email me at that email address. And it would be so awesome to connect with you. And I'll help you. Um, I'll help you to become as much as I can um, to, to have that relationship with God. I will point you in the right direction. I will point you to God. That's what I, I will do. It's not about what I do, but it's about, you know, I, I will point you to God. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hey friends, thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so my question to you today is, again, <laughs> I've been asking that question so many times, but you just got to think about it. Just examine yourself. Are you a soft Christian? Are you built your life upon the rock? I just want to pray today for you. Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends who listen to this podcast today. God, I, I, I ask that they would take time and they would examine their heart. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for that. These are the words that you have given me to speak, Father God, in this time, in this hour, for this day, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We bless you and we praise you. We love you, Lord. In your name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate it so much. I ask that you would share this podcast with many people as you can on social media. Maybe not on Facebook or Twitter because... Um, that's having issues right now <laughs> with silencing people, as you know. Um, 
you know, maybe, um, maybe on MeWe, um, and all those other ones, and maybe later on Parlor. Um, but I appreciate it. I would appreciate if you would do that. Also, very important. If you, could you please write a review for this podcast? It would be so much appreciated. And that's how we can get the word out about this podcast and about things that God has spoken to me to speak to you. All right, friends. I love you. Remember one God, one hope, one peace. Until next time, this is Michael Kubiski signing off. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Podcast with Michael Kubiski. Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell to get notifications on YouTube. We're on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and soon to be Parlor. Thank you. God bless you. Have a great day. Remember, one love, one God, one hope, one peace.